Thank you, John. Good morning, church. If you're visiting with us this morning, thank you so much for being here. I do appreciate Brother Eddie mentioning uh, in uh, this morning and also uh, Jerry mentioning in the prayer about our group that's over at Country Place uh, for the youth retreat uh, this weekend. Uh, I was able to drive in this morning and I will assure you they've had a great time, a great weekend, and our young people have have done well. They've grown spiritually. Uh, And I was thinking as I was driving in this morning about what some wonderful young people that we have and how willing they are to come together to worship and uh, encourage one another, but also to share. When, when things are going on in their life and when they need to share, uh, they do that. And it's been a great encouragement uh, to even to the adults uh, that have been there this weekend. And so I looked at the schedule and here in about two minutes, they're going to enter into their worship time as well. So uh, be praying for them as they travel home uh, this afternoon. Also want to let you know, last night we had a late night. I mean, it was one o'clock. We were just getting in bed. And that was because uh, there were some exciting things that happened. And it caused everybody wanted to continue singing and standing around and visiting. And that's because we added a sister in Christ. Last evening, Kay Mabry, Debbie Mabry's sister, was immersed in the Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of her sins. Uh, and we do celebrate with that. You may or may not know that Kay has some health issues that she's dealing with, and she was ready to give her life to the Lord, and so we rejoice in that. And so I want to encourage you to encourage her uh, when when they get back and, and whenever she's here. So we it's been a great weekend, and everyone's tired. I'm running on fumes. So we'll see how that goes this morning, but it was a great weekend, and I want to thank you for allowing me and Dustin and Howard uh, all to be there this weekend, uh, and so we pray for their safe travel. Uh, keep your Bibles open there in Joshua chapter 1, and we'll meet there in just a few moments. Have you ever felt like, man, life is crazy? The world is crazy. And God expects us to live in this world and be an example. And maybe you think to yourself, man, that's crazy. Have you ever felt like, man, the world is against me? And you know, living the Christian life, living for God, sometimes that's just too difficult. Sometimes it's hard. You know what the reality is? You're not the first person that's ever thought that. And you likely will not be the last person that will ever think that. In fact, God allows us in His Holy Word, through inspiration of the Spirit, God allows us to see His people walking in faith, struggling with faith. And you know what? I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Because it gives us hope. When we think that everything's too tough and we think life is all against us, the reality is there is hope. And we find that in the words of God. Paul would remind the church in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, he would say, For it is impossible without faith to please Him, to please God. And in Hebrews chapter 11, we see what is typically called the hero or the hall of faith, or the heroes of faith, or the wall of faith. 
And then we come to a character I want us to think about this morning. As we think about connecting in faith, I want us to think about learning from the journey of a faith walker himself, Joshua. Now, when we think about Joshua, we think, man, Joshua is this great guy. We think about all the great things that, that Joshua was able to do. And, and you know what? We can look at the life and character of Joshua and we can see Joshua was a man who lived by faith. But you know what the reality is about that? You see, sometimes we think, man, if, if we just live by faith, if we live by faith, then, then this life is going to be easier. And the reality is, that's not true. It's not true. No matter what someone preaches, or no matter what someone says, the reality is, it's not true. And we see that in the life of Joshua. We see that in the life of Abraham and Moses. We see it in David. We see it in Peter, James, John, Paul. We see it all through Scripture. So don't let anyone ever tell you that living the life of faith is easy. Because Scripture tells us it's not. But what does the life of a faith walker, what does it look like? Well, I want you to turn, have your Bibles open there to Joshua chapter 1. Turn back one page, likely in your Bible, to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 34. In Exodus chapter 17, Joshua is someone introduced to the, to the scene of Scripture when, when Moses nominates him to lead an army or gather an army for battle. And Joshua does so. And then in Exodus chapter uh, 24, Joshua accompanies Moses to Mount Sinai. You remember where Moses goes up and he receives the Ten Commandments. Now likely he's not there uh, on the top of the mountain, but when they descend the mountain, guess who's there with Moses? Joshua. Joshua, when he heard the cry of the uh, idol celebration, he thought it was the sound of war, but no, Moses knew differently. Also, we find then in Numbers chapter 13, maybe the place where we know Joshua the most. You remember Joshua and Caleb? They were sent out with the 12 spies to spy out the land. Why are they spouting out the land? Because God had promised this to Abraham and, and, and Moses is carrying that on. And so they, they're sent out to spy out the land of Canaan to see what it's like. To see what they're up against, maybe. And out of all those spies, do you remember it was Joshua and Caleb who returned with a good report? But the rest of the spies said, no, we can't do it. We can't overcome them. Do you remember what happened to those spies and all the other Israelites who doubted? They never even saw the promised land. And then we come to Deuteronomy chapter 34. At the end of Moses' life, and Joshua has been labeled as the next leader. But I want you to notice Deuteronomy 34. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is across from Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land 
of Gilead, as far as Dan, all Naphtali, all the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah, as far as the western sea, the south and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zoar. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. Verse 8, And the children of Israel wept over Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days, so the days of weeping and mourning for uh, Moses ended. Now Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him, uh, so the children of Israel heeded him as and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. Joshua chapter 1. I want you to notice in the life of this faith walker, some of the things that God tells him that he's going to have to have faith in. First of all, we see there in Joshua chapter 2 that God in a sense tells Joshua, you have to have faith beyond man. What did he say to him? He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now we may look at that and we think, no, that's a little inconsiderate, God. How can you say about this great servant of yours that Moses, my servant, he's dead? I want you to notice it's not inconsiderate. Because what did he say about Moses? He said, Moses, my servant. I want you to notice what the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 10. But since then there has not arisen in Israel a prophet like Moses... Whom the Lord knew face to face. The Lord's not being disrespectful. The Lord's not being inconsiderate. The Lord wants Joshua to know, Moses has been my servant. Moses has done a great work. Moses has led in faith. Now Joshua, it's your turn. Have you ever noticed how when a person has led in a particular position or situation for a long time, how difficult it is for someone else to step in that position and that role and lead as well? It's tough, isn't it? So we can imagine the kind of situation that Joshua is in. And, jo and God wants Joshua to know, listen, Joshua, my great servant Moses, he's died. Now it's your turn. Now I need you to be the leader. I heard someone say, when God buries His workmen, or God buries His workmen, but His work goes on. That's in essentially what God is telling Joshua. I've buried my workmen, but the work continues. And guess what, Joshua? You are next in line. Whether He wanted to be or not. Hmm. Sounds like Moses. The great servant of God's people. God, I, I, I can't talk. I can't speak. I'm not ready. You see, God wants Joshua to know, just as Moses placed his faith in me, 
I was able to use Him. Joshua, you place your faith in me and you can be the leader that I need you to be. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us about all the great examples of the great men and women of faith who lived by faith, died by faith. But here's the interesting thing. You go in, you look at those stories. Back to what I said at the beginning. You read their stories and they were not easy. They were not easy. They did not all live in mansions. Or drive fancy chariots. They did not all serve in great, magnificent facilities. But they lived by faith. And the Hebrew writer would tell us, because they had a country over there. I recall a time when when I was moving from one work to another, and I had a wise elder friend who came to me and he looked me in the eyes and he said, whatever you do, keep looking forward. Don't look back. Keep looking forward. And I thought to myself, I thought that's good advice, but I have to admit to you, Since that time, there's been times I have looked back. There's been times I've doubted and I've wanted to go back to the places that in my mind seemed most comfortable. But the reality would have been that I wouldn't have grown. I wouldn't have continued to grow. You see, we have to be careful. It's okay to look back to the good old days and look back where we've been. But we have to be careful not to look back at the good old days so long that we stay in them. And for we forget where we are and we forget where we're going. I'm reminded of what Paul said in Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 beginning in verse 12. Not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected but I press on he said I'm not perfect I haven't reached the level of perfection but here's what I want you to know I'm pressing on that I may lay hold for that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me brethren I do not count myself to have apprehended it yet I'm not there But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Have you gone out in the foyer area here and noticed the boards? Do you remember last year when we had the homecoming and the boards were placed over there? What do those pictures show us? Those pictures show us that this congregation has been through a lot and been a long way. And those pictures show us of the many, many individuals who gave of their time, who gave of their money, who gave of the sweat of their brow. So that guess what? You and I can be where we are Today. 
But you know what the reality is? That a lot of those great men and women who gave that time, who gave that money, who gave the sweat of their brow, guess what? They're no longer with us. But the work is. Now think about this. Think about if if we do not continue the work, what will come of those who gave their time, who gave their money, and gave the sweat of their brow for the work of the kingdom of God in Savannah, Tennessee? Let's not be the ones who allow that their work to be in vain. You see where Joshua's at? And God says, Joshua, it's your turn. I need you to press forward. You see, God needs people who are willing to use the talents that He gave them for the work and the ministry of the church. His kingdom on earth. Will you, like Joshua, Step up. Whatever your age. You may not be the one out front like Joshua. But guess what? Joshua needed those faithfully walking with him. Joshua needed those faithfully serving alongside him. So that he too, by his faith and their faith, be the leader and they could be the people that God needed them to be. Will you be that kind of faith walker today? But notice in the second place, they're also in chapter 2, or verse 2 of chapter 1. God, in a sense, is encouraging and challenging Joshua. You have to have the faith to move now, Joshua. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now it's your turn, but you have the path of faith to move. Notice what he says. Now therefore arise. Don't sit there. Get up and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. He says, now it's your turn, Joshua, but I don't want you to keep sitting there. I want you to get up and I want you to go. I want you to move. I want you to press forward. Remember God had promised the land to the children of Israel? He promised it to Abraham. We'll notice in a minute. Deuteronomy 34, He again promises it to Moses. And now to Joshua, I've given it to you. You know what the reality is? We too have a promised land. We too have been given a promised land. Do you remember what Paul said? Listen, I've not apprehended it yet. I've not made it. I've made some huge mistakes in my life. But I'm pressing forward to that goal of the promised land for the New Testament Christian and through Christ and through God's promise, a home in heaven. But we can't sit there, Joshua. 
You can't stay in this place. You have to move forward. You have to keep pressing on like Paul did until the end of his life. Like Moses did to the end of his life. He's still marching to the promised land even until the day he died and God allowed him to see over in it. He didn't quit. He continued to press forward. You remember in Genesis chapter 12? God tells Abraham, Abraham, leave your family, leave your kinsmen, and I want you to go to a land that I'm going to show you, he says. I don't know about you, but sometimes I need a little prodding. Do you? Sometimes I need a little pushing and encouraging. Because see, I like it down here in this seat with Joshua. It's comfortable. And God says, listen Joshua, Moses, my servant, he's done his time. Now it's your turn. I need you to move. I need you to move and I need you to press forward and I need you to grow and I need you to lead. I know it may be uncomfortable. What? Now, you know what's interesting? Joshua had become known as a successful military leader. I don't know of many military leaders who who really needed a lot of prodding to do a job. You see, those are generally those type A people, those type A personalities. Let's let's go get it. Let's get her done. If you're not with me, I'm going to get somebody else who will. But here in this situation, Joshua, this successful military leader, had some huge shoes to fill. And God says, listen, Joshua, here's what you need to realize. It's really not about you. It's really not about you being comfortable. And it's really not about you being happy and you being content. You see, there's a promised land. And I got people who need to get there. And you're the leader. I need you to get up. And I need you to move. You see, faith always leads to obedience. Joshua got up and he began leading the people. Notice in verses 3 and 4. In verses 3 and 4, God reminds Joshua of something else. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, as the land of the Hittites, to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, so shall be your territory. God says to Joshua, Joshua, you got to have faith to recognize your territory. Here's your territory. And here's what I want you to know. Not only do I want you to get up and go and I want you to lead these people, I want you to go into this territory because I've given it to you. Where's our territory? Where's our territory? 
You see, here's the reality. God has placed each one of us in a territory. And some of those territories cross over. And in other parts of the territory, it does not. Which tells me that there is a place that I have influence that others do not. That's my territory. And God wants Joshua to take notice of the territory that I've given to you. And I want you to walk through that territory by faith. Joshua, remember when you went and spied and saw the territory? You know what's there. Now I want you to take note of this territory and I want you to walk through it by faith. Toward the giants. Because I've given you the land. What are we doing in our territory? I heard a preacher one time that said, listen, the reality is we need to bloom where we're planted. Sounds like good advice, doesn't it? For whatever reason, God has placed you in this place and time. And the challenge for us is to bloom where we're planted. You are planted in this spiritual family. We need you to bloom. We need everyone to bloom. Because it's not about us. It's about God. And it's about pressing on to the promised land. You see, one person said this. He had already given the land, given them the land. All they had to do was to step out in faith and claim it. God had already given us, or God has already or given us every blessing of the Spirit in Christ, Ephesians 1 and verse 3. All we need to do is step out by faith and possess our possessions. Paul said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. But I want you to notice something. It's a scary thing out there. But notice verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. What a promise! What a promise that God gave Joshua. This great, successful military guy who must have been terrified to fill this great role. And God says, listen... I'm going to be with you. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Do you remember what Paul said to the church at Rome in Romans chapter 8 and verse 31? Here it is. Here's our marching orders. Here's the encouragement. If God is for us, who can be against us? And the reality is, No one. Are you discouraged? Are you wondering where God is? The reality is God is right there with you. Though you can't see Him, though sometimes you don't understand what He's doing, He's got you. What God wants you to do is walk in faith toward the giants to the promised land. Later, this promise is repeated to Solomon in 1 Chronicles chapter 28. Notice what the Bible says. And David said to his son Solomon, Be strong and of good courage, and do it. Do not...
not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the Lord of the house of the Lord. Also it's passed down into the New Testament. For the New Testament child of God, for you and for me. Hebrews 13 and verse 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For He Himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I want you to notice verse 6. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Notice in verses 6 through 9 what God reminds Joshua Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left hand that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all what that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What a promise. What an example from the life of a faith walker, Joshua. Will you be the one that will lead like Joshua? You know what? We have some good men who lead us. But here's the reality. Those men will not be here forever. Who will be the next? We have a group of deacons. But those men won't be here forever. We have Bible class teachers. But those won't be here forever. We have people that are serving around this building and in this work that, you know what? We don't ever see. But they won't be here forever. Where can you fit in the work of the Lord? The challenge this morning is to walk by faith and find that place. Because really it's not about us. It's about God and it's about leading people to the promised land. Taking notice of our territory. Getting up and moving. Not physically, but spiritually. Which does, like James says, cause us to work physically as well. And here's the hope. That may terrify you. But God is with us and God will help us and God will carry us
And God would give us strength when we're low. What challenges do you have in your life today? You know what? We've heard young people this weekend share some challenges in their life. And you know what we were able to do? Miss Vicki, thank you this morning. We were able to stand and hold hands and say, you're my sister, you're my brother. We're here on this journey together. We are in this faith walk together. We talked about uh, walking the spiritual life. It's a fight, it's a battle, but the reality is we're not alone. You see, on the Christian team, we have all kinds of help. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, God's Word, and God's people. What challenges do you have today? What fears do you have? Will you bring them to the foot of the throne of God and allow your church family to pray with you and pray for you, to hold your hand in hand and to say, we're here to help you walk this journey of faith. That's together we stand and sing.